Our sermon for the week of July 30th, 2023, the ninth Sunday after Pentecost, is taken from Matthew chapter 13, verses 44 through 52. And the theme of our sermon is Treasures Old and New. From Matthew chapter 13. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and hid again. In his joy he goes away and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking fine pearls. When he found one valuable pearl, he went and sold all that he had and bought it. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a dragnet that was cast into the sea and gathered fish of every kind. When the net was filled, they pulled it onto the shore. They sat down and gathered the good fish into containers, but threw the bad ones away. This is how it will be at the end of the world. The angels will go out and separate the wicked from the righteous who are among them. And they will throw the wicked into the fiery furnace where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Jesus said to them, Do you understand all these things? They answered him, Yes. He said to them, Therefore, every expert in the law who has been trained as a disciple in the kingdom of heaven is like the owner of a house who brings out of his treasure both new things and old things. The word of the Lord. About the time you get your first real career job, you probably start thinking a little bit about investing. You think back to your high school classes when teachers would show you a chart of what $100 a month would turn into when you retired. But for a poor high school kid who didn't have any money to invest, the lesson just didn't really make a lot of sense. It seemed useless. But once you get into the workforce, investing becomes important. Even a little bit of money set aside every month over a 40-year period can do a lot of work on your behalf. But investing in the right things is important. If you put all your money into a company that fails, you'll be left with little to no return on your investment. If you invest in the right things, though, you can turn a nice profit setting yourself up for a better financial future. Today, Jesus talks about investing. But he's not talking about where to put your money in the S&P 500 or, or which cryptocurrencies will have a better return than others. No, he is instructing us to invest in the treasures of his kingdom. And these treasures are so much more valuable than the treasures of this world. Jesus tells us two parables about investing today. In the first, a man finds a, a treasure hidden in a field. He puts it back where it came from. Then he goes and sells everything he has to buy the field. It seems the owner of the field didn't know about the treasure. It wasn't abnormal in Jesus' time for people to hide their treasure on their property, then die before they were able to recover it. Their bank was their land. But notice what this man is willing to give up to buy this field with his treasure. He's willing to sell everything that he has. He's willing to walk up to the owner with only the clothes on his back and a sack full of money in order to buy this treasure-filled field. In the second parable, a merchant is looking for pearls. It seems he's a collector of sorts, but when he finds one valuable pearl, he sells everything in order to buy it. The pearl must be more valuable than any the man had ever seen and any that he had owned. 
Now imagine selling everything for one beautiful piece of jewelry. It would have to be remarkable, wouldn't it? But these parables are not talking about investment strategies when it comes to buying land or the kind of jewelry that you should pick out. Jesus is talking about something much more important. And he tells us just how important it is with the first six words of each of these parables. The kingdom of heaven is like. He's using these stories to illustrate something about God's kingdom, that that work of God in heaven and on earth. And what is it that he's saying about God's kingdom? He's saying that it is the most priceless treasure that exists. You know how priceless it is when you look to the cross. God sheds innocent blood to redeem you as his. He gives you this welcome to the family bag with all kinds of goodies that you could never acquire in this world, no matter how hard you worked. In that bag, he provides you with forgiveness. He gives you his personal number so that you can reach him any hour in prayer. And he tucks in a list of everything he wants you to know. In that list, you find out about yourself and you find out about God. In it, you see his love for all people, but especially for you. In it, you hear hundreds of promises, promises that help you face the difficulties of each day without crumbling under its stresses. And finally, that list tells you that you have a greater life than this one, a life that is to come. Recognizing the treasure of the kingdom of heaven, it makes sense that Jesus says it's worth selling everything for. There is nothing that compares to it. Side by side, nothing else lives up to it. And and everything seems to rust and rot because it cannot last. But it leads us to an important question. Does that mean that earthly treasure is bad? And and our first answer to, to this question might be yes. We hear plenty of passages in scripture that speak about earthly wealth in a negative way. We hear sermons, and I know I could be guilty of it too when I preach, that look at the things of this world and say that they are worthless. But who gave you your family and friends? Who gave you your health and your money? Who gave you the personality that you have? Who allows you to work the job that you do or did to serve your community, to build relationships, and to work in service to God? You know who it is. It's the one who created the world and continues to make everything run according to his good purposes. And that's the key. He gave these things to be used for his purposes. God does not give gifts without reason. The reason he made many of you husbands and wives and moms and dads was to serve him in those roles. The reason he gave you all of your different personalities and different ways of connecting with other people was to serve him as you live your life. The reason he gave you the tangible things that you own, your stuff, was to take those things, to take your stuff, and use it for God's greater good. And it doesn't mean you have to know the reasons why he gives you each and everything he does. 
but he does have reasons. And he calls you to keep in mind how you can use these gifts to do all things for God. In this section, Jesus makes it very clear that we should invest these earthly treasures that God has given us to gain spiritual treasure. Just appreciating these blessings of life reminds us of how dear we are to God. He is constantly providing us with everything that we need and so much more. These earthly treasures also allow us to take care of our bodily needs so that we can focus on the things of God. He gives us our intellect so that we can read and understand his word. He gives us all these different interests and talents and blessings so that we would grow closer to him and appreciate the greater treasure that he has given us in Jesus. He gives us these earthly treasures for the sake of others, though, too. Think about how much generosity matters. When you are around generous people, how do you view them? Investing your money and time to share Jesus' love with the people in your life is one of the reasons God has given you so many earthly blessings. In another one of Jesus' parables recorded in Luke chapter 10, he tells his disciples to be shrewd with the things that God has given them, to make friends in the world so that they can tell those friends about Jesus. The same is true for us. We should use our stuff and our personalities and our opportunities to show people that we care about them so that we can show them where that care comes from. They matter to us, not because of what they can provide for us. They matter to us because they matter to God. Because that's true, we can use our earthly treasures for the sake of our own and our neighbor's heavenly treasure. But this certainly means that we can use the things that God gives us for the wrong reasons. We can look at the, the field with the treasure and conclude that it's not worth our investment. We can study the pearl and decide we're not willing to give up everything that we have for it. On the surface, these look like bad investments in Jesus' parables. Because what's the number one rule in finance? Diversification is king. We look at all the earthly blessings that we have and we ask ourselves, why should I trade all of this for one single thing? But being diversified in the world means that you're not focused on the things of the kingdom of God. Jesus calls us to use the treasures of this age to invest in the treasures of heaven. And none of the treasures of the world are worth anything if... They're not being invested in the treasures of heaven. We look at this third parable from Jesus and we find an important truth. A time is coming when those who are invested in the treasures of God will receive those greater treasures they invested for, while those who did not invest in those treasures will be left with nothing. Those bad fish caught up in the net looked just like the good fish. The visible church, it's filled with both believers and unbelievers. But that will not be forever. The warning of Jesus is that being loosely associated with him, not being invested in these treasures, it's not enough. 
there will be those who showed up to church every Sunday, but were too taken by the treasures of this world to truly value the treasures of God's kingdom. So how do we make sure that we never take these treasures of God for granted? Well, we keep going back to the well of word and sacrament. The reason that we start each and every church service in the name of the Trinity is to remind us right away on Sunday mornings that we have been baptized into Christ and that we have all that comes in that goodie bag of blessings promised by God. We make sure that we never take for granted those treasures when we regularly receive the Lord's Supper to hear that he pours out his blood and gives us his body for the forgiveness of sins. We read and study God's word to see that the Bible shows God pouring out his greatest treasures throughout human history. He always gives us everything we need, including the reminder that salvation is ours through Christ. Take this treasure to heart. Jesus says, Therefore, every expert in the law who has been trained as a disciple in the kingdom of heaven is like the owner of a house who brings out of his treasure both new things and old things. Yes, our treasure is old. It is not some passing trend. You're not going to recycle it or take it to goodwill because it wears out. This treasure, it's timeless. It's rooted in eternal truth. And in less than one sentence, the Apostle Paul explains what this eternal truth is, or maybe rather what these two eternal truths are. He says, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. The human condition, it's universal. All people have been sinners since the fall into sin except Jesus. But Paul finishes the sentence writing, and are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. That one who lived perfectly, Jesus Christ, came into the world to justify all people by his sacrifice, to make us right with God. Both sin and grace here, that we are all sinners and that we have all been forgiven by Jesus. This applies to all people who have ever lived on this earth and everyone who will come after us in the future. This is the timelessness of that treasure of God. But while this treasure is old, it's also new at the same time. It's not new in the sense of being a human creation or some religion that espouses new truths. It's new in the sense that it's never outdated. We look to the scriptures and they answer every problem that we face in life, not just telling us what to do or what not to do, but telling us what God has done and what he will continue to do for us. Friends, you have a treasure in Christ that far outweighs the earthly treasures that God has blessed you with in this world. But that doesn't mean those earthly treasures aren't important. Use them toward the end goal of the eternal ones so that your life would be oriented toward that priceless treasure and that many others would know it and cling to it too. Amen.